Do you ever find that the more you have to do and the more overwhelmed you start to feel, the more distracted you get and the less productive you are? Chances are that is because you do not have an effective system for tackling your projects and tasks. Today I'm going to share my secret to limiting distractions and getting more done in less time. If you want a deeper look into how I manage my time or need help developing your own strategies for getting more done in less time, I do have a few one-on-one coaching slots available. Jump on a free 15-minute discovery call with me to learn how life and time management coaching can help you boost productivity and efficiency so that you can create better work-life balance. Pause me right now and go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash work with me to book your free session. That's gracefilledleader.com forward slash work with me. Then come right back here, pull up a chair, grab a notebook and pen, and let's dig into today's episode. Welcome to the Gracefield Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever but never really feel good enough no matter how much outward success you achieve? Do you want more time for the things that matter most? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, certified Christian life coach, and Jesus lover. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement, but no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. My life changed when I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by grace. This faith-led podcast will teach you time management, self-care routines, and practical leadership strategies to help you navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to become fueled by grace, and free from people-pleasing, if you're ready to multiply your time and impact as a Christian woman in leadership, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers and roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. I've spent a fair amount of time gaining self-awareness and observing other professionals. I see the entire spectrum from people who function in complete fight-or-flight, firefighting, chaotic, and reactive styles of leadership to well-oiled machines who are extremely prepared, proactive, and productive. Even when the unexpected dumpster fire arises, they seem to be able to remain calm and respond with confidence and precision. If they don't know the answer, they know exactly how to find it. Typically, the individuals that function in reactive, human firefighter sort of state tend to have a more difficult time finding time away from work. They feel like they always need to be present or available, and if they aren't, something always seems to go wrong. Even while they are almost always on the clock and available, there seems to never be enough time and never enough of them to go around. They have their hands into everything, 
often unable to successfully keep all balls they are juggling suspended in the air. They function in their sympathetic nervous system almost exclusively. In contrast, the proactive planning types seem to have an easier time leaving work at work. They're able to take time away without fear of things falling apart. They seem to function in the parasympathetic far more often than their high-stress counterparts. If you aren't familiar with sympathetic versus parasympathetic nervous systems, they have opposite roles. Your sympathetic nervous system carries signals that put your body's systems on high alert. Your parasympathetic nervous system carries signals to relax those sympathetic systems. They are supposed to work together to keep your body in balance. Stress activates your sympathetic nervous system, which results in the release of various hormones that are meant to direct blood away from your digestive system and toward your skeletal muscles to increase energy and mental acuity. Everything you need to have to escape an immediate threat. Now, this is intended to be short-lived and temporary. When the immediate threat is removed, our parasympathetic nervous system is supposed to take over and return us to the calm, quote, rest and digest state. But too often people find themselves in a prolonged stress activation state or anxiety state. This results in an imbalance. The sympathetic nervous system becomes overactive keeping you in an overly heightened state of stress, both physically and emotionally. And the parasympathetic system becomes underactive, unable to restore you to a calmer state. This leads to a multitude of health problems such as adrenal fatigue, gastrointestinal problems, heart disease, high blood pressure, you name it. Anyway, I didn't intend to go into a whole science lesson, but that's the kind of Cliff's Notes version of sympathetic versus parasympathetic and the risks of being out of balance. I've met a number of leaders who have ended up with significant health issues as a result of prolonged stress. Too much of my life and career, I lived in a state of anxiety, fight or flight, rarely calm and relaxed. Eventually, it becomes almost incapacitating. I have found a lot more freedom from that in recent years, and all glory belongs to God. I truly feel like He did a supernatural work in my life. As He was working on my heart, I also started to notice opportunities that I had in my daily life and work to reduce overwhelm and get more efficient in how I use my time. I started to pay more attention to the common traits among professionals who seem to balance a lot of responsibility without overwhelm as compared to those who function in chaos. I began to adopt strategies that have progressively gotten me further away from reactive state and more into a proactive state. Besides the obvious and more and really the most important change agent in my life, the Holy Spirit. The number one secret to doing more in less time and having more actual and perceived balance in my life is developing systems or processes. Systems are the same as processes, workflows, etc. Basically, 
They're the standard steps that are required to complete a task or a project. We all have some systems. We just don't stop to think about it. Or we don't put our systems down on paper. We keep them in our head and we don't even realize we have a system. Sometimes that means we skip steps in our system because we we rely on our brains to remember all of the steps. So to go a step further than saying that systems are the secret to saving time and creating balance, getting our systems out of our heads and onto paper or into a system that allows us to replicate, retrieve, and share is the real secret to boosting efficiency and balance. We all have things that we do every day, every week, every month, or every year. We have processes for doing things. Some of them are done so frequently we don't even have to remember. They are just automatic. Others we maybe don't do often enough that we have to stop and recall our process. Either way, if we don't have them recorded, what happens when something happens to us? How would someone else know how to do what we do? As leaders, we're told that we should always have a succession plan and we should be mentoring others in a way that allows for success or, at a minimum, it allows your business to continue if something happens to you. It's a little morbid, but I I refer to this as the hit-by-a-bus plan. What would happen if you got hit by a bus? Imagine someone stepping in and trying to assume your role. I began to realize that I didn't have a hit-by-a-bus plan. Nothing even close. For too long, I've just taken care of things, thinking that I'm being a good leader, a good wife, or a good mother just by doing things for people instead of providing the resources and mentorship for them to learn how to do it themselves. And guess what happens when we just take care of things instead of creating systems for others to follow or empowering them to have some level of autonomy? This is what creates a scenario in which we never get to be gone. It is what keeps people dependent and it keeps you out of balance. Not only does it create stress and overwhelm for you, but it doesn't allow others the opportunity to grow and be a support to you. If you haven't started to recognize or create systems around the things that are a regular part of your life and career, I encourage you to start now. And I'm going to give you a few points to start. First, Get some index cards or a notebook that you can begin recording your processes or systems. Second, begin to pay attention to the things that you do every day that you may potentially want to delegate or teach someone else how to do someday in the future. Or, if not every day, every week, every month, every year. As you do these tasks, record the name of the task in your notebook or on that index card. Record every step of the process you do to complete that task. So, as I said to do this for your daily tasks, do this same process for the systems you do every week, every month, or every year. Remember, you want to break it down into steps with detail enough for someone else to replicate or follow. 
once you, once you start to accumulate these processes or workflows, start to sort them in a way that makes sense for when you do them. Maybe you have a file system or a recipe box that you label daily, weekly, monthly, or maybe you want to break it down further into day of the week, whatever makes sense. The idea is to organize things in a way that you will find it, use it, and can easily share it. I actually use an electronic system to house my systems. It allows me to reuse my project cards over and over, creating action steps that I don't have to try to remember. They stay front of mind and I can mark them as complete when I'm finished. I incorporate certain projects or tasks into my time blocks for the week according to priority. Not only has this drastically increased my efficiency, but I find myself far less apt to become distracted. The reason is I don't get so overwhelmed thinking about everything that's on my plate and where to start. It all lives in my project management system and I just pluck away with one item at a time. I am far more focused in my time blocks. I find myself more at ease when I leave work for the day. I can visually see what I have accomplished and I know how I'm going to tackle the next day. Back in episode 17, I talked about Stephen Covey's time matrix, which which describes four quadrants of where we spend our time. The Eisenhower matrix is very similar. Both have you grouping things according to importance and urgency. Quadrant one is the quadrant of high urgency and high importance. Quadrant two is the quadrant of important, but not urgent. The things in quadrant one are the unplanned, quote, dumpster fire types of situations. This is sort of the fight or flight quadrant. Quadrant two is a bit more of the planned and prepared quadrant. Ideally, we want to spend most of our time in quadrant two. This allows us to be better prepared for things. We can function a bit more in our parasympathetic nervous system because we have processes, plans, and intentions for our time. Eventually, This will reduce the amount of time we have to spend in urgency, distraction, and waste. We will become the most productive and efficient versions of ourselves. Having systems or processes or workflows that live outside of our head is key to spending more time in quadrant two. Go back and listen to episode 17 to get a little more information about the four quadrants of time. The main point of today is to urge you to develop systems for your work and home life if you want to be more organized, more efficient, more productive, and less overwhelmed. And spoiler alert, I'm developing a little mini course on one of my favorite systems and one I get asked about a lot. So I will be sure to share that when I'm finished. And in the meantime, I actually have a free resource for you you can get access to my email inbox management system by going to gracefieldleader.com and clicking on freebies. It is my step-by-step process for keeping my inbox empty and staying on top of my to-do list. 
I will also put the link in the show notes. And before I go, I want to remind you to register for the Renewed Virtual Conference. It is free and it is coming very soon, November 6th through the 10th. The link is in the show notes. This is an event that will fill you up and it will be accessible at your convenience. You have nothing to lose here, ladies. It is 100% free, so get registered now. And until next time, I pray the Lord fills you with gratitude and His amazing grace. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.